I'm Cody Crabb. I'm Johnny Flores. And we are the hosts of the Podcast Producers Survival Handbook. The Podcast Producers Survival Handbook is here to help podcast producers, editors, and audio engineers succeed while freelancing. How's it going, man? Uh, I'm really good. How about yourself? Great. We always end up kind of doing like a little roundup of our last like week or so. So I'll just say kind of a cool thing that happened. Yeah. Um, We've talked a lot about like planting seeds and how things just kind of happen out of nowhere. I think I even mentioned a little bit about this last week, Um, but I've had like three between three and five people um, that have kind of at some point we've reached out to them and they've kind of been interested or whatever. And now like they've actually started putting times and dates to stuff and we're actually starting to like get things rolling. And so that's one of the reasons it's so important to look for clients and do things now because you're often not going to reap those rewards for months. Yeah, like I'm not getting months. paid for this for a long, long time. Yeah. So. And yeah. what what do you feel uh, for someone who might be in a similar position helped this go from a potential client to a client? Like, what do you think helped, you know, what was the, I guess the big lift or the big push that you had to do to really like, get them on board to hire you as their, as their producer, editor, you know, whatever role you're filling for them. Yeah. Good question. Um, so with, with all of these that I've been talking to, they all just happen to be like, um, they found my contact information from somewhere and were just, and just reached out to me. Um, but I feel like the actual closing of this, the like sale basically was not in the moment. I think it was much later. I think it was kind of like me, keeping them kind of up to date. I sent them an email maybe every three days for months. Oh, wow. <laughs> like probably, probably two months. Yeah. Wait, was it three days? I think it might've been five days. I had like a set time where I'm like every five days. So, but it, it paid off. They were, they were excited and they, they were, they, and I kept giving them like little ideas like, Oh, I just did this, which would be perfect for your show. And oh, like I just so would you kind of, used real world like yeah. here's what I did for or this I client. Would, it could work right. for you too. Like I just pretended they were already like like it seemed it seemed like they wanted they wanted to be on board, but I just kind of pretended like, oh yeah, they're on board. Let me kind of start sharing some preliminary stuff and get stuff set up and like that way that kind of I kind of feel like I kept their interest to nice. make them excited about it. Cause really a lot what a lot of this comes down to is people being excited to start. Because if they think it's the best idea ever and they can't wait to get started, you're gonna get paid a lot faster. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get started and people are going to do their thing. It's and... going to make it a lot easier for them to sign yeah. off on hiring you. Oh, big time. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's, that's a little tip that's I awesome. have is just kind of keep things, keep things fresh and exciting for them. So it's not just like a, a d- idea that they have once and then they're like, eh, you know, <laughs> we kind of just, uh, we've we, been thinking about it. Yeah. And I don't we know. moved on. We're not ready. Yeah. So, and what about you? Uh, for me? Yeah. Um, similar story. I, I, um, well, I'll start with the importance of networking. We've talked about this many, many times uh, over the past several episodes about the importance of networking, going out and making connections, going out into your community to find clients. And uh, the other night I went to to this uh, student mentoring um, meeting or get together kind of thing where they're trying to onboard artists and creatives to go into high schools and elementary schools, basically K through 12 and mentor students in creative fields either as like, Oh, that's cool. They, they, it was mostly for arts and music. 
so I consider podcasting part of the creative field. Uh, sure. You know, it's it's digital media. It's part of that landscape. And mm-hmm. so I went there just to just to talk and see. I you know I, I had no intentions of getting a client there. I just wanted to go and talk to people and see what this program was about. Part of it's through the city of Sacramento, their arts program, and then the others through these different school districts that this this like third party works with the city and then different school districts um, or the city's art program. Um, so went in there just, just meeting people saying, hi, one of my neighbors across the street, she's very involved through the city on the arts. And she's like, well, let me introduce you to a couple of people. And then two of these people worked for one of the larger school districts in the area. And we got to talking and um, well, they saw my hat <laughs> and they said, do you do podcasting? And I was like, yes, I, you know, I, you know, I do production and, uh, and they instantly, one of the two just like started clapping and like going like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. We had a, a student podcast for our high schools prior to the pandemic. And then when the pandemic happened, it just fell off and we're trying to get that back up and running because our students love to do it. We need to hire someone to oversee the program and get everything going. And yep. so that's there you go. That's just an example of like why it's so important to go out, network, be involved in your community as a business owner, um, as a freelancer, because you never know when you're gonna meet someone that needs help. Yeah. You know? and, well, and especially because content creation is like red hot right now. People, everybody is like figuring it, trying to figure out the ways they can get started in it yeah. and stuff. So it's a good time to like just meet anyone you can because odds are either them or like someone they know is going to be like, Oh, I, they've actually talked about this quite yeah. a bit and let's, they've been looking for someone. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, go out and network. It's so, it's really, really important, especially within, within your own city, county, community, wherever, you know, whatever the major metropolitan area is go out yeah. and network because you never know who is going to be there and who will be hiring or who needs help and has, or whose friends and need and yeah. can pay for things. So, um, so, uh, what is, uh, we're, we're probably never going to stop saying that. Honestly, that's like, a, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be a recurring thing. <laughs> we're going to um, flog that horse. <laughs> yeah. Big time. So, uh, what did you want to talk about today? I was thinking we could talk about imposter syndrome. I, I know I Ooh. dealt with it for years. I imagine you did too. Did. Um, yeah, did. Oh, definitely did. It's definitely in the past and not current at all. <laughs> Not he at said all. facetiously. <laughs> no, okay, well, I I actually have a really good. This is a, that's really good that you. I mean that I'm on this call because I am like the living personification of of imposter syndrome. So, um, I didn't really ever feel like I had it ever. Like I felt like I was like totally good. Like you know, just charge what you're worth. Like I felt like good. Whatever. Oh, okay. Um, still undercharging, by the way, definitely. But I. But my point. My point is, my attitude was just really good. Um, I had two things happen in a year. One was. Uh, I get, I got called to Norway, like some company from Norway hired me. They flew me over there to train a bunch of journalists on how to use logic, which is like my software of choice. Um, and I still kind of am not a hundred percent sure how that happened, but like, I think that was the first time I really experienced imposter syndrome, which if you don't know what that is, basically it means you feel like you are an imposter. You feel like you are not really, you're you don't really belong that you, where you are. Yeah. Exactly. You're a fraud that you're just faking it and that you're, someone's going to find you out and it's, it's all going to crumble that there's down. there's other people that have, uh, that deserve 
the opportunities yeah. that you're getting. Like you're not yeah, like they're a re- they're a real there. That's the real version. Yeah. Like I'm just a fake one. But anyway, so I was I'm in I'm teaching this workshop in Norway, and I'm just like, what even is my life? Like this is just so crazy <laughs> to me that I'm just doing this. It was the first time I'd really kind of done something that professional. Like I've done a lot of stuff, but it was very like corporate, and you know, and I think that was the first time I had to really really deal with it, and it was rough. Like it was yeah. And, and then I had another one too, when I was working on this, uh, this true crime podcast that just ended, um, I just have these, I had these feelings. I mean, it still really lingers now that I'm like, why did this dude pick me, man? Mm. Like it could have, he could have picked anybody. It could have been anything. And I, you know, who, I don't even have that much experience with this kind of thing. Like what made him choose me? So I would say those are all really good examples of imposter thoughts. Like it's, you know, what, why me? Why, you know, I I don't going to the journalist one uh like tweak in a negative way your mindset mm. of like your skill set you know i don't know if it really did i i think it was just well and this is the thing no matter what your skill set is there is a level where if you are working on a project at that level you are going to feel like i what am i doing here like if you even if you are like a famous like semi-famous whatever person uh and you're you're working on a you're working on a movie with someone that's even more famous you're going to start to be like what am i you know you that those thoughts are going to start to creep in there is always someone that has a higher higher level or higher higher skill set whatever you want to say uh and i think that it was just i finally hit the point where i was like oh can i do this (laughs) like i actually had to think like is this something i can actually um and I think it was also the professional, like the fact that I was in person doing a training, which isn't my typical thing. Uh, like I'm good at speaking and talking and stuff, but I, it's not usually what I do. And then being in a country I'd never been in and it was just this, a bunch of crazy stuff. Um, so I'm very like, I think now I was like, now that I've identified it, I'm like, okay, now I know what that is. I and I can kind of, so, okay, let's say you're talking to me. You are, you are talking to me now. Um, <laughs> Let's say I, I messaged you when they when I got hired for this job and I'm like, dude, I don't know if I can do this. This is really this is what this is like out uh, above my pay grade. Like I I, I can't do this. Um, what would you what would be some advice that you would give to me as someone that would be struggling with imposter well, syndrome? First, right off the back, I'd say they contacted you for a reason. They're flying you over to train these people for a reason. You know, if you if they didn't think you had the skill sets, the mindset and the ability to train their staff, they wouldn't be willing to spend all this money to bring you over. So right there, that should tell you, you're probably yeah. qualified to do this. Yeah. You know? Well, and I think, I think you're right. I think that it took me going like, you know what, what also really helps. I'll, I'll say this. This is one thing that really helped was, so my wife actually tagged along. Um, how often do you get to a half expenses paid trip to Norway? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> oh, she's coming with me. And so she was there and, she would like, she actually sat in on the workshops. Mm. They invited her to just sit in. And she, at the end of the day was like, oh my gosh, like you just know so much. And it's just, I'm, I'm so amazed that you, and I was a little bit like, oh, well, of course I don't think I know that much. But like when someone that maybe isn't an audio person looks at what I do, they're like, you're like a super expert and whatever. And it was that perspective really helped. Cause it was like, yeah, you're not going to be an expert compared to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't need to be an expert compared to everybody. Yeah, very true. Yeah. 
Uh, something I actually heard once and I've kind of adopted it myself is, um, it's like, instead of imposter syndrome, try to imagine that it's like sneaky trickster goblin syndrome. Um, <laughs> and so the idea is, so when, if you're an imposter, you're doing something bad, you're like, you're tricking people into like that. That's the mindset is that you're tricking someone into like paying you what like you and, and the entire plot of catch me if you can basically that's 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 what you think of when you when you when you have imposter syndrome that's what you think that you're doing but tricky tricky sneaky goblin syndrome is like you are like nobody can catch me i i am i am sneaky you just lean into it and you're like i can do it and i i did trick these people and i'm gonna get away with it ha 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 and it's your brain the, the the difference between those two is slight, but it's really just the way you look at it. Yeah, that's and true. I know that I know it sounds so dumb, but like that starting to think like that really, really helped. Like instead of being like, oh, I shouldn't have charged that much. Like that was they accepted it. But really, should I have charged that much? That was a little too much. I'm just like, <laughs> whether I'm worth it or not, that's how much I got them to pay. <laughs> And so that even just it's it's just really a mindset and mindsets can change. So yeah. something like that even can can be really I think can be really helpful. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, if anything that helps give you confidence, like the, uh it's one of the dumbest skits, but I think it's so funny and true is uh an old skit from the Upright Citizens Brigade where these two guys are out playing golf. And the one golfer asks the other golfer, like, how are you so successful at business? Like, what, what gives you, why are you so good? Like, what, do you, what are you doing? And he goes, you want to know my secret? And the other guy goes, yeah, please. He goes, ass pennies. And the other guy goes, what are ass pennies? And he goes, every day I stick a roll of pennies up my butt. And then I, I disperse those out amongst the community and i know at some point somebody that i'm doing business with that i'm trying to get the edge over has probably touched one of my ass pennies and so that's how that's how he gets the edge in business you know like you have to find your ass pennies to get over imposter syndrome whatever you know what that's a that's a really good analogy because it's all made up anyway like confidence is just your perception of of yeah, I, of your, your position. It's so. somewhat, it's somewhat that yeah, but also it's, you know, when you what got me over my imposter syndrome was the very first um, podcast movement I attended, and I mm. went in there thinking, oh, I'm not gonna you know, like, there's probably, and there are people, you know, like I, neither one of us are the end all be all of podcast of course, knowledge, yeah. you know, um, but I went in there just thinking I'm gonna, I'm gonna, there's so much I, I have to learn. There's probably people that have way more experience me, than me. And I started going to the different panels and workshops. I was like, I already know all this. Like literally as, yeah. as I was going to them, I'm like, I, I know all, I know this stuff. I know how to, I know, I know all everything they're talking about. I know this. And then what ended up happening was I'd get into discussions with other people. And as, and then like a crowd would start to gather. It would be like two or three people. <laughs> And then, yeah. and then like 10, 15, 20 people. Um, no, I was just like passing on information. Yeah. And, uh, and this was the first year I had left my job and gone to, you know, full-time mm. production. 
uh, my old job. And, you know, I, it was the first year of my business and, and, uh, it instantly got me over my imposter syndrome. I was like, Oh, I, I know what I'm doing. I, I know. I, so you remember that like as a defining, like, Oh, for sure. Gone now? Yeah. It was gone. Oh, it's, cool. It was gone. Uh, pretty much immediately after that, I was like, all right. So, um, yeah, you'll have your moment. If you're listening to this and you have imposter syndrome, there will be a moment where all of a sudden it's just a lack of confidence. I, I mean, I know we call it imposter syndrome, but really it's just a lack of confidence and you'll have a moment where you, something clicks for you and you're like, I, I, I am the, there's a reason they're contacting me and asking me these questions and they're willing to hire me or at least entertain the idea of hiring me. So now I never, I mean, not to sound like a bragger, but I don't have imposter syndrome at all anymore. Yet. You're going to get contacted by like the Oscars and you're going to be like, oh boy. Ooh, okay. Yep. You know what I mean? Podcast. It's got, it, there's a, there's like a level. I think that everyone would feel that like to some degree. And, and it's not necessarily a negative thing. Like I think in, in a way it can kind of be like, humility like there can be a little bit of like it can humble you a little bit to kind of be like maybe you know maybe i am a little you know it can it, it, you know what i'm saying so it's it, the the entire thing itself isn't necessarily inherently negative but it is important to not let that take over so i would say um you know yeah just just remember that you are first of all it's it's okay for you to not be everybody's editor or everybody's yeah. like for everybody to be your client. That's there's enough clients to go around. There's a reason that we don't like compete between like a lot of people. Also to, it, like, add, to add on to that too, is uh -huh. as you get more confident in who you are and your business and the services you provide, you will not work with certain clients. You were like, yeah. I'm not going to work. This isn't worth my time. I, you know, it's not the, the, the headache involved is not going to be worth the money I'm getting. So that's another thing that yeah. comes with, getting over imposter syndrome and feeling confident about yourself is you will start to turn things down. Nothing raised your confidence more than saying no to somebody yeah. that's offering you money. That's a, <laughs> that is a good feeling, honestly. Um, but yeah, you got this, you got this. If you, if you're listening to this, cause you're like, I want to do this and you're kind of, you haven't really done anything yet, or I don't know enough, or I don't haven't started yet, or I haven't, I don't know what to do or like, just remember that everybody starts somewhere. Yep. And, and the other thing too is, there's no re there's no levels. There's no qualifications. There's no, you don't, you have to pass a test or something. This is, this business is all, I mean, when you're a freelancer, especially it's all made up. There's no, there's no like position that you need to excel past or years of experience or whatever. Like just do your best, get, get the clients you can. It's, it's all going to work out That's, and maybe yeah. you'll go to Norway one day. Your clients just want to see the end result. You know, yep. and they want to yep. have confidence in you that that they hired the right person and yeah. there's a reason they're talking to you and the reason they want to hire you is because you have the skills and the experience that they're looking to launch and run their podcast so so trick them into paying you it's not a trick you're worth being you paid you sneaky you sneaky <laughs> goblin that that is a no that's it's if you look at it if you look it's a it's the same exact like process in your mind except you just put a positive spin on it yep. like i can do this i yeah. can i can trick them it works it works it does work we're we're um, the yodas to your dagobah luke <laughs> very good i liked that i like that 
<laughs> All right. Anything else you wanted to add today? I think that's it. Yeah, that's same it. here. Yeah. Um, if someone wants to get in touch with with us, how can they do that? You can email us at podcastsurvival at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your questions. If you've got tips yep. you want us to share with our listeners, advice you need, any questions, anything like that, please shoot us an email. And uh, Cody, if people want to follow you, where can they do that? Yeah, so website is CodyCrab.com. You can get in touch with me there. Or uh, if you want to try out Descript, uh, and you should, it's awesome, uh, go to Descript.cc, as in Cody Crab. Yep. And uh, if you want to follow me on social media, I don't I don't know what my handles are, but you can email me at Johnny at FloresPodcastProductions.com. <laughs> you can follow me on AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> yep, you can get me on – I'm on Friendster. I'm on MySpace. <laughs> Um, I'm getting better. I'm I'm actually trying to do social media now. I'm doing it. So I won't have like three Instagram posts. Ever. There you go. <laughs> but, we got uh, this. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. See you later.